Well, it's noon here in Ventnor, New Jersey, and this is Friday, June 9th, 2023. And this is news that you can use from your friends at Car Edge with your host, well, me, Ray, and my handsome son, Zach. And well, you know, today, today, it's a Friday. So I think, I think we might have a guest or two. Knock, knock, knock. There's I hear the that knock, knock knocking on my door. Yeah. Thank you, Kimberly. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I was a little late on that, wasn't I? Sorry. <laughs> We've got, for the first time ever, yes, Miss Kimberly Klein with her son. Yes. Jake, yes. Jake and here. Yeah. This is my son, Jake, who is in visiting. And, you know, there's nothing more important in the world to me than spending time with my kid. So we are happy to be here together with you guys today. And One second, Pops. Jake. I don't know about you. I worked out yesterday. I still haven't showered. That's not going to stop me from doing this. And I think you should do the same. Let's give let's give our parents a hug real quick. <laughs> give me a hug. Give me a hug. Yeah, oh, thanks. thanks. I love yeah. you too. Yeah. Woo! I didn't Woo! put on deodorant, Howard. Jake, <laughs> so glad you're here. Kimberly, thank you for getting Jake with us. We're going to be yeah. talking today. It's, it's bring your kid to work it day. It is bring your kid to work <laughs> it day. It is. It is bring your kid to work day. And we're going to be talking about something that is super applicable to Jake's expertise. Kimberly, your expertise pops yours as well. There was an article that came out in Automotive News talking about the FTC's proposed rules to rein in shady car dealers. Isn't Jake a doctor? And Jake is a doctor. <laughs> so so how's this fit into his expertise? Jake, have you, bought a car before? Yeah. have you bought a car before, Jake? I, bought, I have bought a car before. A couple of them. Yeah, falls into his expertise. <laughs> and I, the last place I bought a car was a kind of a shady dealership. So, yeah. well, what happened to? You? Because maybe we can start there. There's four main rules from the FTC that they're trying to to, to outlaw. And I remember hearing some catching some wind of your story. I think you had to go through a couple, you know, jump through a couple hoops to buy your car. And these are some of the things that, if I'm not mistaken, the FTC is trying to outlaw. And the auto industry paid for a survey and a study that said it would add a bunch of costs, but we'll get into that in a second. You, so you've jumped through hoops before, correct? I had to jump through some hoops, yeah. I think it was a little stressful because his mother got involved. Were they flaming hoops, Jake? They were just... flaming hoops. Yeah. Yeah, there were some forced ads and, you know, that type of thing. Exactly. And Kimberly, you talk all the time about how much that frustrates you, right? Yeah. And the finance manager there, this is on his forerunner. She and I got into a tiff. Jake was in the middle. It wasn't good for anybody. Um, it was, what year was that? 21? Yeah. So, you know, it was at the height of, we're going to, we don't care. You can walk. Yeah. Um, but he really wanted the vehicle. So it was messy. It was messy. But recently... He got a Mazda CX-30, um, which was a better, a better experience. No, it was it was great actually. Yeah. How do you how do you like that CX-30? Because I I have my eye on one. You know it's great. I got it for my uh, significant other, and uh, I got the all-wheel drive one, and uh, we got the Mazda. Oh, they just froze. The whole world just came to an end. Why is this happening? Oh, there you go. You're there good. You go. You're good. Okay. Keep going. So you so you got it for your significant other and you got the all-wheel drive one. Yeah, we got the Mazda incentive, so it was 2.9%. Um, and it's awesome, man. It's a great car. It's very cool. 
So here's the deal. I want to pull up those uh, four proposed rules from the FTC because yeah. yeah, we're hearing very different experiences depending on what dealership you go to. And I'll zoom in on them right here. We've been covering this well since last year. Heck, yes. it's been 2021 at this point. They're right here. Selling products with no benefit to the customer. This one's an interesting one because who's going to define what a product is that has no benefit to the yes. customer? Advertising the real price of cars online. Talked to a, a, a sales manager yesterday who was frustrated with us for listing the prices that they list on their website, on our website. Because, because that's not the price that they sell the cars for. Anyway, we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. Non-discriminatory practices for cash buyers, enhanced consent for F&I products. Those are the four things that the FTC is proposing. And so recently... Literally the other day, we had this article in Automotive News come out. The Center for Automotive Research concluded that the FTC's proposed new rules on auto dealerships would cost customers more time and dealers more money than expected. Kimberly, I know you had a chance to jump through this. What's your take on the industry's uh, commitment to fighting back against transparency and fairness when it comes to buying a car? Well, it turns out that the NADA... Well, they're just complaining like little babies. They're like, wow, we don't want this. Don't you realize this is going to cost the customers two more hours at the dealership, which they know is a huge pain point um, from CSI scores. Um, and, and so it's a huge pain point just being there at the dealership for too long. So, hey, this is going to cost customers two more hours of pain, and it's going to cost us millions, billions. Billions. Yeah. Billions of dollars. Um, and so you ask yourself, all right, so for the customer, that means they're going to have to sign more paperwork for every lawsuit. There's a paper or two that you have to sign. That's the way it is. Um, it is up to the finance manager as they're signing the paper to make these disclosures that they have to sign. I think that most people would be okay with it. I know throughout the years we had this many documents for customers to sign. And by the time I left the dealership, we had this many documents for the customers to sign. So nobody really complained about it. They just wanted to get in and get out. As far as the money being spent by the dealerships, I have an issue with this and here's why. They're talking about, look, we're going to have to implement different digital features to help bring in more compliance for the FTC. I'm a huge proponent of compliance in the dealership, probably because I had to be all those years. And that's going to cost us a lot of money in attorneys, uh, digital protections, legal fees, consultants, compliance officers. Interestingly enough, there are lots and lots of compliance, education, uh, certificates, platforms, degrees that you can get for dealership compliance officers, and there are no jobs. You, you don't see compliance officers listed for dealerships too often because dealerships don't want to invest in it. Instead, they put a lot of that responsibility onto the finance manager, mm -hmm. and that's where it gets really, really tricky um, because your finance manager is sales-oriented as well. Those two things don't go together. So I don't know. I, it, on the other hand, it's doing a lot of really, really good things. It's going to hopefully work on advertising, bait and switch, which Jake and I were up late talking about last night. Um, so I don't know. What's the, your take on it, Ray? The, the thing that, you know, I, that I take from it is that 
the Center for Automotive Research, um, is it's an in, it's part of the industry. Okay, um, the 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 study was financed by the National Automobile Dealers Association. Do you think that they were going to hire a firm to do this study that wasn't going to come up with the answers that they wanted already? Yeah. Um, I, I don't. Uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure that they had an end game scenario that they yeah. wanted to portray, and they pretty much asked these people to well uh, back into all that to 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 uh, to our benefit so that <clears throat> our point could be well taken. So I I just think that when you're looking at a organization like the National Automobile Dealers Association, which is formed to help dealers, not customers, but dealers, and they get together with the uh, Center for Automotive Research, which is already an industry uh, organization. This is what you get. You get, you get a bunch of nonsense. Um, is, is it going to add two more hours? I don't think so. If you do it properly, it doesn't have to add two more hours. It should subtract two hours. It should. <laughs> um, you know, if, if, you know, Zach was relating his story to me um, yesterday about a dealer that called him uh, because they don't want Zach to list the price on the CarEdge website. Well, we scrape the websites every night, that, but the dealer said, but that's not what we sell them for. That's just our price to get them in the door. That sounds like a you problem, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, I'm I'm three years into this now, Jake. When that when that dealer would call me a year ago, two years ago, I'd be like heart rate heart heart rate beating, anxiety. Like, okay, don't sue me. You know what I tell him now? It's like go fix your problems. Like this is not me. This is you, bro. Like you kind of build up that courage because you realize it's such a terrible way to do business, and it's what this research is to trying to essentially perpetuate when these rules. And I don't. I don't know if all four of us see eye to eye on this thing. I don't necessarily feel great that the federal government has to step in and police these things. I don't love that. But you know what? Consumers should be able to police it with their pocketbooks. And there needs to be a better platform to be able to find the good guys and gals and really push those dealers who are just doing this crap to the yeah. wayside. Like, don't do business with them. That yeah. is so shady. It is shady. And what Zach, I got to tell you, I read that. And then starting what you posted on Slack. And then when I started yeah. reading it, I was like, Oh, they must sell it for well below. Oh my gosh. I got to tell you, I was shocked. <laughs> Gary with a Gary, Gary. Oh my gosh, Gary. Get a grip, Gary. <laughs> Virgil wants to know if we have an update on the Sprinter van named Zach. Sure, we will catch up on uh, that later in today's show. So what do you think the, what do you think the outcome is here, guys? I, I like, I'm, I'm very curious because the automotive industry is going to put up a very um, uh, lucrative fight. Like they're going to pay a lot of lawyers, a lot of research groups. They're going to invest a lot of money to try and preserve the way things work. At the same time, we haven't even touched on it today and not a main topic, but look at how Tesla is innovating with GM aligning with them, Ford aligning with them, direct to consumer models. Like there's a lot of change in the wind right now. Pops, where do you see this net now? Do you think the dealers are going to be able to dig their heels in or do you think we're actually going to end up with some enforcement some efficiencies, things like that. Well, you know, it's been a year since the FTC made these proposals and they yeah. had their their comment period and still nothing has happened. Yeah, that's true. And and there's there's nothing that indicates 
that anything will happen anytime soon. So what I believe is yeah, the dealers will put out their PR to, to push back against it. Yep. The FTC um, will continue to delay the implementation of it. And so once again, the consumers that should be um, protected will not be. It is, it, it, it is just a PR battle from the FTC against a PR battle from the National Automobile Dealers Association. And meanwhile, the people that it was intended to help are still going to get screwed. Uh, the dealers are still going to do the same things they do. There's already rules, regulations, and laws on the books in most states that, that prohibit a number of these practices. And if the states won't um, uh, enforce it, why do we think the U.S. government will? I mean, do I do I think we need it? We what we would need is to somehow us Car Edge needs yeah. to convince the industry that it is in their best interest to do it that way, as opposed to the way that they're doing it now. Uh, can we do that? It's going to take a long time uh, and a lot of effort. Time. Yeah. Jake, yeah. are you busy tomorrow? Do you want to help out? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fix the entire car industry tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Join the yeah. cause. Yeah. I do, have, I do have a question for Jake. So, you know, one state level thing that we haven't talked about on today's show, but we've talked about with, with your mom and, and obviously with my dad, the state of Texas, for a fleeting moment here, Jake, for a fleeting moment, they looked like they were about to be huge consumer advocates because in the state of Texas, during this car shortage, we had yeah. seen a lot of car dealers force financing. And what that means is if you want to buy a car from a Ford dealership in Texas, that Ford dealer was telling you the only way you can buy this is if you finance that vehicle through me, I get to choose what you do. And then the state of Texas passed that through one uh, part of their um, uh, legislature. legislature, but it didn't pass everything. They couldn't get it signed in time. And so it ultimately fell flat. What do you make of things like that? Like, I, I'm not going to disclose where you live and whatnot, but like you have your state, you have your your legislature. Like, do you think that that we need the government to come in here and we need these agencies to come protect us? Because, again, the reality in Texas was I couldn't I literally couldn't buy a new car unless I also wanted to agree to sign up for a loan through who knows who. Right. Like, it doesn't equate, does it? <clears throat> I think that leaves a lot of room um, for them to exploit you a little bit. Right. If they're the ones who are choosing exactly how you're financing your car. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't really be uh, on board with that. I think I think kind of into what Ray was saying, <clears throat> you know, it seems like nothing is really going to change as far as um, these kind of anti-consumer practices that dealers do until it becomes profitable for them to do that. Right. Um, like until they can make more money because more customers are driven toward the dealers that do less of those things. Um, like nothing is probably going to change regardless of fights about regulation and stuff. Right. So do you think it's okay for the government to step in and say, Hey, no more forced financing. Uh, to say no more forced financing yeah, for the government to step in and say, stop it. No more forced financing. Let people pay the way that they want to pay. Yeah. I mean, I think that that should be a thing for sure. Right. I don't think people should have be forced into financing, a, you know, a certain way by the dealer. I just isn't wouldn't it, buy a car from a dealer that was doing that. I mean, I would. And isn't it wild that that's like we're at a place where industry against government is so 
contested that like that's a thing that we talk about because the dealership sets up a local monopoly and consumers mm -hmm. don't watch car edge enough or don't mm -hmm. aren't educated enough and they i think that's one of the things that we don't spend enough time talking about is how you know kimberly you used to have word tracks i'm sure pops you had word tracks like there's a way to sell someone something in that moment when you're in the dealership you don't know any better you don't even realize what you signed up for i've heard the story from my dad before you had customers who didn't realize they leased something Yes, I, I, I had a woman one time who had been to uh, the com our competitor in Scottsdale. Uh, we were we were in Scottsdale at the Acura dealership, and, and the customer had gone to our competitor, and uh, she she didn't realize that what she had signed up for was a sixty month lease when she thought she was mm. signing up for a sixty month yeah. purchase. Um, so, and that's not explicitly on the dealer. Like that's on the consumer to also be more educated to operate has a free market should, which would be what the hell guys, I said, I wanted to finance, not lease. I'm walking the hell out of here. But if you don't even know that to begin with, if you're not sure what you're signing, this uh, goes back to Kimberly deal school 3.0, which you put a ton of effort into. If you are an educator, if you work at a university, if you work in high school education, email me. Zach, Z-A-C-H at caredge.com. We are giving you free access to you, your students, anyone. We had three folks reach out to us and we've already followed up with them. So like this has to start in Somewhere. high school. Yes. Yeah. So, so let me ask Jacob then, do you think <clears throat> like you, you've had a lot of education. Do you, where, at what point would it have benefited you to learn about, I don't know, just financing cre your credit because i know i taught jacob all of this your credit for example do you think you should have learned about that in high school or at least in college yeah i mean look my you know generation of millennials are complete idiots when it comes to this stuff because <laughs> we never learned anything about this you know what i mean i mean i didn't even know I had a credit score you know until i was like 19 or whatever you know <laughs> yeah um and if it weren't for like you teaching me everything about buying a car, I mean, the last couple of times I bought a car, I would have totally got, totally got screwed because I'm very gullible and, you know. Yeah. And now it's, you know, all my friends are the same way. So now anytime one of my friends is telling me they're, they're going to go buy a car, I'm like, no, wait, stop. We need to talk about this first. You can't just go in there and do that. <laughs> so at what point do you think you should learn about your credit, about financing, about how loans work, buying a car, would it be high school, like senior or at least freshman? Yeah. I mean, it needs to be taught in, in, in like high school, probably at least some basics. I mean, when I was in high school, they, we had like a finance thing and I think they taught us how to like write a check or whatever, you know, but I mean, we didn't <laughs> learn about credit scores or loans or financing or buying a car, or, you know, any of that stuff. It's kind of like once you're out on your own, that's, Your first experience of figuring out how it works to buy a car is going into a car dealer, you know. And that's that's horrible. We have we have names for people like that that come in knowing nothing, you know. And part part of this part of the FTC is they're saying um, the FTC wants to designate add-ons without first declining in writing the option to buy or finance the vehicle by itself at the corresponding amount. A manager must also sign the document. That's why we teach you to look for that declination box on those documents. So again, I think it just all goes back to education. The FTC is there. Sounds like they're working hard. NADA's push, 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 pushing back. 
raised yeah. 100% spot on. It's going to take a long time. And so at this point, education is key. And, and, and realistically, a lot of this, and I hate to say it, but a lot of it falls on our shoulders. Um, yeah, you know, absolutely. as a consumer advocacy organization, um, you know, we're trying to pick up the slack for people who don't know mm -hmm. people who have no idea. I mean, you know, I see the comments for our videos and our shows, and there's any number of people who, who, who would say, man, I've bought a lot of cars in my lifetime and I never realized all the mistakes that I was making. Mm -hmm. So even though, even though people might've bought a lot of cars, they still don't have a good understanding as to how all this works. Um, and so, you, you know, if, if as parents, if you don't understand, well, how is it that you're supposed to teach your children? Which let me understand. ask, let me ask you and Kimberly a question. Yes. Did you guys have adults who you would run their finance app made a boatload of money who didn't really understand what the heck they were doing when they were buying a car? Oh, absolutely. Kimberly. Never. I never had that ever. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a misconception here that financial affluence correlates to savviness and understanding. And then you look at these, these, this, I'm thinking of, of um, groups of people who may, might be credit challenged or living in circumstances that aren't as affluent. Those are the folks that get preyed upon the most. Like we, we haven't even talked about today. Credit availability has tightened materially. Yes. As we've gotten into the summer months here. And the, and the average APR for those that are in deep subprime is through the roof. Like, Jake, yeah. it would probably blow your mind how expensive it is to finance if you have subprime credit. And those are the same people who end up falling for a lot of these. To be clear, though, it goes full spectrum. But, like, those people get preyed upon because it could be so lucrative. There's a whole non-virtuous cycle that, that this market employs that it also stinks because then that sales manager makes more commission for having taken advantage of a customer. It's It's makes no effing sense. Where else in our economy is that how it's all incentivized? It makes no sense. Yeah, probably in a lot more places than you realize. Yeah. <laughs> Be afraid of me, industries of profit, because I'm coming. Like, I, I don't know. I don't and, like and, it. And, and, and we're not suggesting that dealerships or, or any business shouldn't be profitable. No, it, they have we're to not be. suggesting that, that, you know, they're not entitled to a profit. Mm -hmm. What we're suggesting is that there's, legitimate ways to earn that profit and there's illegitimate ways to earn that profit. If you are forcing people to finance a vehicle through the lender of your choice, mm -hmm. well, that is an illegitimate way to, to make a profit, at least in my mind. Um, you know, you, there are ways for you to be able to make profit um, legitimately. You, you, it's, it, I, I, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's called selling. Okay, if if you can create enough value, yes. In, if the value the, you create in any given item exceeds the price that you're asking for it, the customer will say yes. Mm -hmm. If if the concept is to just say, well, you can't buy the car unless you buy all this stuff. What's that's not selling. No. That's not creating value. No. That, and finance managers had to create value in non-tangible things. Always, always non-tangible yes. things. So, you know, we would have pieces and parts that we would pull out of the service department just so we could show you how much it costs to fix this ABC part, you know, yes. so that it would bring um, a sense of 
tangible value to that extended warranty. Um, but anyway, it, it is, you're selling the value, you're selling the benefit of something that is unseen at the time. Uh, Kimberly, can I show you an example of yes. selling the value? Yes. Show us an example right. of selling the value. Yeah. Get ready for this, guys. We're going to sell the value. To you. Oh, so here okay. we go. posted this. I posted this over on Twitter. If you're not following over on Twitter, it's up there in the top right at Chefska. And so we've got a Dodge dealer oh that's providing one of our Car Edge community members with an out the door price quote. I hear you, Jake. MSRP $69,480. Unfortunately, no dealer discount on that, but we do have $7,000 in add-ons the ceramic coat must be old four thousand dollars low jacket keep you warm in the winter though i promise you that ceramic coat keeps you warm (laughs) your otd over eighty three thousand six hundred dollars now look at this this is why i say selling the value i have a follow-up tweet because you can have tweets on tweets good afternoon jim this is from the salesperson Unfortunately, the accessories are a must as not only do they add value to the vehicle, but there's very little profit in selling these vehicles at MSRP. Many other dealers add markups while we don't. Since these cars are in huge demand right now, seeing as this will be the last year Dodge will be manufacturing these beautiful cars, the dealership (laughs) makes their profit in these sought after accessories. Trust me. Trust me. Yeah. Low jacket, hot commodity with the rise in thefts. This we year. literally, oh my God. Just trust me, man. Trust it's adding value. Trust Come on. Trust me. We were literally they're, they're... talking about this right before we got on. And there's that old saying that um, how do you know when a salesman is trying to screw you? And the answer is when he, when the preface to everything he says is trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, if, 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 if yeah, just trust. No, no, no. Don't ever just, say that. Yeah, exactly. Don't ever say that. <laughs> so what I would do is, as a finance manager, go over each one of those products that are available for that vehicle. Go over the benefits of whatever the heck they were. Low jet ceramic coat for thirty nine ninety five. That's crazy but i would go over the benefits with you show you some examples of how these products work and then you make up your mind if you want them or not that's how it's supposed to work not just you want this beautiful car this is what you're going to pay because we don't make very much on it so all right gang so here's the deal jake you're seeing it man 30 minutes flies by like that it is friday All right, we got to have our Friday wins. Before we do, give everyone a second to think about their Friday wins. I will pull up a couple comments from the chat. Susanna saying, bring deal school across the nation in schools. Yeah, we are trying again. If you work in education, email me. We will happily give you free access. And we've got here from Dan Jetsfan. I work here at a credit union in Canada. Mm -hmm. And our credit union goes to schools to educate the high school students about basic finance like loans and credit cards. We adore that. Love that. We would like yes. to emulate that. That is awesome. Love All that. Right. Friday. It's been a great week. Kimberly's actually off today, so she can yes. do this and then go have fun with Jake. What are some of your wins from the week, Kimberly? Yeah. Um, my son is here. Woo! Nice job, Jake. That is a win. I did it. 
You did it. This is a huge win for me. Honestly, I'm not prepared for wins. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pops, you got a win for me? I week? do have a win. Let's hear it. Um, last Sunday, Zach and I uh, drove around to several of the dealerships in the local area. And we got to spend some time um, filming on the dealership's lots, looking at inventory levels, looking at addendum labels, uh, finding cars left unlocked, things of that <laughs> nature. Um, but but to me, that was a win to be able to do something like that on a Sunday where we could where we could go to a dealership, not get in their way, okay? Um, and and because on Sunday in in New Jersey, it is against the law to sell anything with a title. So automobile dealerships are closed on Sundays. Mm. So you're free to wander around, look at the inventory, see what, what you might like or might not like. And so that was a big win for us to be able to go out and do that last Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I believe, I believe that we'll be doing more of that because it was great fun and it, and it's quasi educational <laughs> in, in the sense that we can really see what's going on in a local market. So I think between here and Philadelphia, we should be able to uh, be able to to bring some videos to our community yeah. about what the market conditions are here at the various dealerships. Love that. I love that was that. my win. Jake, you got a win for the week. I would say my win is that um, you know there's a car I really want. It's a GR Corolla. My win is that I haven't bought one for like ten grand over MSRP yet. <laughs> Yes. My buddy Jason in Scottsdale, Arizona, once uh, went to a dealership. They told him $27,000 market yeah. investment. Good job, man. Proud of you. Yeah. My win, I'll pull up my phone really quickly. Um, my dad's neighbor, one of his friends, he has a boat and we like to go crabbing on it. And oh. we went crabbing last weekend. Oh, cool. Last Sunday. Nice. Oh, nice one. Yes. Love that. So, so not only did the kids go crabbing on Sunday, then they came back and we went to my neighbor's place for dinner and they got to eat the crabs they caught. 21. Excellent. We got we caught 21. 21. They were very That's a lot very of proud of work. It was a good job. We did That's a good job. awesome. I love that too. Gosh, it's a nice big cool. Yes. All right. Well, happy Friday, Kimberly. Happy Friday, Jake. Jake, thank you for oh, here we go. Ashley saying. Uh, when you were having a crap <laughs> Yes, yeah, a crap boil. <laughs> um, and you steam them, Ashley. You steam, steam. them. You do yeah. not boil them. Steam them. Just in case anyone gets in the comments later. Kimberly, Jake, you have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy Thanks, your you as well. Pops, you've got another show here. I do in 15 minutes. I and if think... anyone needs help with anything, caredge.com. Sprinter Van, team. did you call Elgin yesterday? Did you like you said you would? I didn't call. He didn't where, call. <laughs> where can I find a Sprinter Van? I need one. Elgin Chrysler <laughs> Dodge Jeep Ram. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll pop sign us off. We'll be back next week. Uh, well, we'll see you all back here Monday with the with more news that you can use from Carridge, it'll be noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, 8 a.m. in Anchorage, 6 a.m. in Honolulu. And for all our fans in Manila, it'll be Midnight Madness in Manila, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you You're back done? here on Monday. I'm done. I'm done. Thank you, Jake. Pleasure meeting you, my friend. You as well. <laughs> Thank Bye, you. Bye, guys. Have a great day.